As always, I'm your host, Nicholas. Today, Amber, Don, and I have on one of my good friends as a guest. Her name is the one, the only, the Rebel in Black, as her name on the Instas would say, Miss Christina Sisk. And I've known Christina for a little while now. Uh, obviously, we're Instagram friends first, and... Um, you know, then we're able to meet in person. She trains out of Ironmongers down in San Diego, or specifically Vista, California, um, in San Diego area. And she is one of my favorite people because we both come from a martial arts background. We like a lot of the same stuff. And she is just a, a I, I feel she's a great, you know, she would disagree. And if she listens to this, I'm sure she'll shake her head and blah, blah, blah. But I believe she's a great lifter because she really cares about her lifting, her technique. She cares about the craft of it all. And um, she's very hard on herself, just like the rest of us. But she's also very open about her process, her journey, her downs, whether it be for her own health, supplementation, as we're going to get into as the topic of today, which is PEDs and lifters, specifically PEDs and females within the lifting community. And uh, this has been something that uh, Amber had really wanted to bring up, but we both did, and I agreed, as it is a fascinating topic and really not enough light shed onto it. So hopefully we can do that, because between us three, Amber and Christina specifically, hopefully there can be some demystification and some good knowledge sharing and learning and support all around. So... Without further ado, let's get Amber and Christina on and get to it. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the show. And could you introduce yourself for now that we are going to be recording? Uh, yeah. I don't know you. Let me turn up my volume. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody knows my name by this point, <laughs> Christina. Uh, do we need to do last name? No, I mean I, I did. So I kind of gave you an intro already when I before um, you came on. So, but you okay. know, um, I guess I've been powerlifting specifically since 2016. I want to say January 2016. Um, Camp Pendleton was my first meet. Since then, I've done I lose track of how many meets that I've been been a lot yeah um and let's see i was trying to remember we 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 first officially met in vegas mm -hmm. when you competed that's right yeah for that yeah. um so yeah and you know obviously one of the so the main reason obviously that we wanted to do the show was obviously peds and specifically for females and um so when me and amber had wanted to do it i thought it'd be fun if Amber, if you want to start, like, when did you start um, and with what? And then maybe, Christina, you can do 
Oh, I started with what I think every female probably starts with. Um, so 2016 was the first cycle of Anabar I did. Nothing fancy, but uh, I think that's pretty sh pretty much what most women step into first, from my knowledge. Also, even as a guy. Pardon? That was my first, also as a even as a guy. Um, so did that on and off until. 20 oh man i think 2016 2017 no because I, I competed in weightlifting so i had to come off completely and i had to stop cycling so i was off for almost two years okay and then 2018 into 2019 is when i started cycling again and that's when i started doing anavar i did a couple sarms um i now run growth hormone all year long um i've done I do Anavar. I'm currently running uh, like Anadrol or LGD4033, which is this arm. And going into competition, um, I've now started running Halo um, and I will do check drops on me day. That's pretty much it for me. That's it. Well, that's pretty good for you to say. I, I never heard of check drops before you. Have you ever, have you ever heard of check drops, Christina? Yeah, I've heard of it. And I, it's kind of like the what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not very well known, even no. in the bodybuilding world, because when I heard it mentioned, I was on a forum, and everybody's like, it's so toxic, don't take it, it's so toxic, and blah, 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 it's the worst thing you could ever take, and blah, 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 and I was, as soon as I heard, like, like, the ratios, and, like, what it does for strength, I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm gonna take it, and I was like, uh, I don't know any, any, honestly, I don't, know anybody that has it I, I mean from things that and sources that i've known read and looked at i don't yeah honestly. I, don't, I don't know anybody that has ever cycled it i just know people that utilize it on meet day only that's mm -hmm. it is it yeah. uh, go through your body that that yes damn yeah so i will i will take one um depending on how good it is, but usually I'll take one about 30 minutes to 20 minutes before um, I'll start. So before squat, I'll take one before bench starts and then before deadlifts. Yeah, that's um, what they say about, um, what's the word, halo. But for me, I never really felt halo. For one, for one day, it doesn't, it doesn't do much. You have to actually let it build in your system. So about three to four weeks out, start taking it and that that's really all you should run it for because it is quite hepatoxic. Yep. Uh, I did it for, I think only two weeks. Yeah. Like three, three to four weeks is getting to quite a long cycle. Um, I will always start to like taking it. This will be my first full cycle taking it. I did it last year, about a week out. Um, wasn't sure if I really noticed much of anything, but I'm gonna actually let it load into my system for a lot longer than that this time, mm. and see what happens. I wonder. I wonder if they make an in, injectable halo. As you can pretty to. much make any sort of oral injectable if you really yeah. want to. Yeah. I wonder, uh, yeah. Um, your turn, Christina. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like Amber, I started with Anavar, um, ten milligrams. Mm -hmm. I did that uh, for about a year. I got away with that. And then after that, 
I try, I mean, a few different things. Um, I'm trying to think of what else there was. Things that are pretty common with women are like Primo. Um, has that been something you've done, Primo Bolin? No, I know a girl oh. that did, and she said that she really got great results for like cutting into a meat. Yeah. And that was, she was doing Reebok record breakers. And she said, she said it was the best thing for her to take and she loved it. I did not ever try Primo. I tried, let's see. I tried Winnie for a couple weeks and got like my hair started falling out and I would get cracked lips right here. Like my lips would bleed in the, like at the sides. And so just uber dehydrated and then my joints would hurt. I'm like, I'm never doing this ever again. Yes, that's, that's one of the biggest concerns that I've heard from people that have done Winnie is um, it just, it dries you right out. So your joints yeah, not ideal for powerlifting. No, good for bodybuilding, but no, not for powerlifting. Plus the strength was so, so I wouldn't, I wasn't nothing to write home about. I have uh, like yourself then a uh, human growth hormone. I've been doing that for about a year. And it's actually helped fix my partial um, dislocation. I had shoulder, like a partial dislocated shoulder. Yeah. And it was causing a ton of problems uh, for benching and for anything overhead. I would get here and I couldn't do this. Okay. And that, it actually healed that. It took several months even when that healed. But because I had that for a year before okay. I even cycled anything. And that was really cool. Um I've done NPP. Okay, I've heard good things about that as well. Yeah, for muscle building, that one was really great because then it it increases collagen, so it's great for tendons. Not so amazing for tendons. It's it's not bad for tendons, but it doesn't really do anything for your tendons. But NPP, I liked. I've done, like I said, Halo for a couple of weeks. I wasn't that impressed with it, and then again, like everything's always dependent on the individual some people react some ways and other people don't which is also why you have to try things to really find out because exactly you never really know uh I've tried I've done Anadrol that one's my new favorite it hits faster than Anabar um I've tried Superdrol that's horribly horribly toxic I didn't last more than a week and a half before like I had to get off because I was tired my pee turned like orange and it was like I couldn't eat I was nauseous lost my appetite and it was that's actually something like I'm, I'm glad that you actually brought that up because that was something I was actually considering between anadrol or superdrol um the only thing with anadrol is it bloats you and mm. when you're trying to make weight mm -hmm. that's my concern yeah it's uh yes and no it does but not, I don't know. For me, it wasn't, it's not that horrible. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it made my leverages feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great for muscle building. Like it, it's, it's helped me put on a really good amount of muscle more so because Anabar never really helped me gain a lot of muscle. It just was good for strength. And, okay. and then I started to have to increase the Anabar. And then it's weird because with Anabar, like, anything past 15 milligrams and I could feel it in my voice, but with Anadrol, 
I do about 12.5 and never feel it in my voice. And it's, mm. the sides are a lot easier. I mean, yeah, there's water retention, but not like, for me, it's not horrible. Um, and so how do you, how do you cycle your Anadrol? Uh, I've, I've run that for, let's see, I've run it for over 12 weeks before. Okay. And was fine. Um, I take a shit ton of cycle support. Yeah. <laughs> you're a, you're a Proviron fan, aren't you, Christina? Uh -huh. talked about, you really like Proviron. Proviron, oh. I tried Proviron. Um, I'm not taking it right now it's just there's just so many different things um proviron's good but it's it's more of like a um cycle support when you mentioned cycle no, support no proviron is supposed to help your um it kind of boosts everything else you take yeah okay. it's, it's a very little known thing like i do a lot of like self i don't know i do a lot of studies not i mean studies i'll, I'll read journals i'll read like, I don't know if you guys know the, um, what's he called? The anabolic doc? Yeah. Um, yeah. His well, video on Proviron is absolutely fascinating because yeah. it's really, it helps everything else you take be more potent without really adding a ton of sides or really adding, like, it's just kind of like a, a support in that way, but it's not like an organ support or anything. Yeah, not organ. I, I mean, like... Yeah, when you said cycle support and that, like I had watched his video and he had said like that there was a like a significant percentage of whatever you you know whatever cycle you're on, Proviron helps you absorb and utilize. Yeah, absorb it. And your free testosterone it helps it bind, I guess. Yeah. Um, I've tried what else? Yeah, Superdrol was not kind. Um, I didn't even notice strength gains on that, but I probably wasn't taking it long enough. It just went right through me. And a lot of people say that about Halo and Anadrol, but for me, I didn't have those sides on either one, Halo or Anadrol. Um, and I think it also goes to what you mentioned, that it does affect everybody differently. Like everyone's body really does take different things differently. Yeah, I... Um, I'm wanting to, I'm kind of sort of experience, uh, experimenting with mint, but I am still not quite sold that what I have is the real thing. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, good. real mint is really hard to get. Like yeah. You, um, it's expensive. Yeah, it's, it is. And I'm just not 100% sure. And I kind of want to get it from another source to compare. And see yeah. what the views are because I'm not sold. Is the whatever well, whatever one did you get? Did it come with like a a pharmacy box? Pharmacy? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously, like off. Um, I haven't got it, but from where like from where I get, uh, it's uh, pharmaceutical. But like, it comes in like whatever I've got from you know from there from that pharmacy comes like. Mm -hmm. the, whole pharmaceutical box with the stamped lot number, not, not a printed on right. lot number. And then it even comes with like, you know, the instructions on the inside of the box, like mm -hmm. a full, uh, mm -hmm. it's actually a Canadian pharmacy. So, Interesting. so trust the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. We're good people. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I've accidentally done D-ball, and I know you already know about that because I spoke about it briefly because I was supposedly taking an Anavar, but it was not Anavar. It was D-ball. But that stuff makes you feel great. That stuff is worse for water retention than Anadrol is, in my opinion. Um, the only negatives I've heard about D-ball is that it feels horrible when you come off. Oh, I don't know. I I uh, only took it for about a week. It was, I was gaining weight almost every day, like about a pound. My hair started falling out and getting really greasy. And, um, but my lips felt amazing and it, it gives you a very like sense of euphoria. Like you feel so good. Like, I don't know. It, it was, it's not something I can take, but if I could take it, I would take it <laughs> because it feels really good. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw so Amber, um, Christina on her Instagram, like a private, she kind of did a private like story series on how she started and like what obviously very similar to like what she felt, but really like a basic thing. She told that story. Yeah. Um, that's when I hit her up. I was like, hey, you want to come on the show? And like, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, we had been wanting to obviously do this topic. Yeah, it's still so not talked about with females and it just it drives me up the damn wall yeah you know I get asked frequently even just by like my regular gen pop clients they want to know about it and the best way to deal with it is to well, first of all be educated but second of all actually give them an honest response yeah, yeah. and I feel so many people Obviously, if you don't know the person, like you are careful about what you talk about, but absolutely, like I, you know, like I talked to a gal who, um, you know, she's also a lifter who at one of the other gyms that I go to, she had just she just finished her first cycle of Anavar, and she she had mentioned that she was taking twelve and a half uh, milligrams a day, split up twice a day, which I was like, okay. But she did that just because she didn't know what else to do. Like she was originally told to do like fucking like 40 a day. And she was like, I don't think that's because she's a nurse. And she's like, I don't think that sounded right. So I decided. Yeah, I was like, um, oh, what? What? And she, she's like, yeah. And she's like, she's like, luckily I went with my gut. And I was like, no, I won't do that. And I was like, thank you for not doing that. But she was told to do like 30 to 40 a day. I was like, I'm a guy, and you know, my first cycle was was actually Anavar, which I actually really liked, and I did 50 a day. Like, I was like, no, don't do that. No, I was like, maybe 20. Like your next cycle, like twice a day, 20. I mean, 20 is high. Like, yeah, yeah, I won't go past 20. Yeah, like that's like considered a high end. I'm like, if you really want to. I mean, she's yeah. an experienced lifter, so like, you know, but yeah, but it's just that. But just to like what you said, like she was getting information from another guy who obviously does not know how that affects yeah. a five and like, there, There's definitely educated men out there, of course, that, that can help you out with steroids. Yeah. But like, it's, it's just going to be so much more beneficial if you can get it from a female. Because we are going to handle PDs differently than a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Um, and I feel, and I feel also like a lot of girls, um, you know, again, you know, everyone starts with Anavar and are very scared of injectables and, yeah. 
and I know, and because if you take, because you both think have taken or due to HGH, and that which is an injectable, correct? So no, but it, it's subcutaneous, so it's it's easy. You just yeah, it's like it's easy. It's, you, pin it, you pin it into your tummy fat. That's it. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's super easy. That's like with the peptide. Yep. Would you say, Christina? I said tummy fat, ass fat, thigh fat, you name it. Yep. Wherever yeah. you're gonna put it. It's it, and you're, you're using an insulin needle, so it's like yeah. it's not okay. it doesn't hurt. Yeah, I yeah. Technically you can inject anything subcutaneous. It's just faster to inject it into the muscle, which is why muscle. Yeah. we'll do muscle for anabolic steroids, but you can because I was talking to a girl about this, I was like, you don't necessarily have to, it gets into your bloodstream either way, but yeah. it's just faster in the muscle. So yeah, I think I remember talking to uh, Scott and Joe in Vegas about this because that was one thing that you know Joe had like talked about was um, like he really liked sub Q and he just planned knowing that sub sub Q is it's like 1.4 1.6 times slower than muscle. It's like some whatever, and he's like, I just planned for that. And he's like, and then I just do sub Q, and he really really enjoyed doing that. And he just plans for the slow absorption. Yeah, I mean, it's less painful at the end of the day, which was what most people really don't look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, they're tough. The, anything in the deltoid hurts like... Yeah, I, I, won't, I don't fuck with deltoid injections. I've seen too many of my, of like, like, guy, if I say friends, but really acquaintances at the gym who will have like welts. Uh-huh. And just bad injecting. Not it's, for me. Yeah, there's no. a way to do it. Like, and I talked to my friends. I was like, "There's a way to do it for it not to hurt. You just have to find the spot where there's no nerve." And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "You just have to like move it around <laughs> until you find the sweet spot." <laughs> ow, 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 ow! Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, I'll pass. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I actually, that's funny. Like I have uh, you know, one of my one of our iron mong one of my iron mongers buddies. He he likes the deltoid, and I was like, I don't like it. It's just another alternative if I don't feel like doing the same place over and over. But yeah, like I, I, I don't mind my, I don't mind the glutes. I have had, I when I first obviously started, of course, the soreness and like some swelling that would happen. The lost siren. Um, but now I actually because I do much smaller multiple doses as opposed to like two big doses. Um, I don't get that anymore. So mm -hmm. he's fine. Yeah, um, and that was another thing I touched on with smaller doses throughout the day. I don't remember where I read it, but it made so much sense. It was um, why women should dose smaller doses more often than one big dose every other day or every day. Like it, breaking it up is a lot better when it comes to sides for women. And that's something that interesting. I I, 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 I it up. I, I've seen this um, now, there's been like more study for men that it's the same thing. And it's just like for anybody that smaller, more frequent doses allow for the body to utilize a greater percentage of that. Therefore, there's less waste. And for guys, less aromatization. For girls, just less sides altogether. Right. Um, I think it was, I'd have to find this, I'd have to ask Scott for the like find where the study that he read it but it was that they found a body human like body for any ped substance could only absorb about 125 milligrams a day or utilize absorb and utilize utilize yeah so it's like anything after that eh. right yeah over that threshold you don't need anymore it's like doing 
like 10 sets of 10 like you don't really need more than what four or five yeah um, necessary. exactly no. and obviously you have to like consider um body weight and like density of like a you know bigger person to a small person like there's some body weight ratio in there but it's not huge mm -hmm. um for that but um but yeah like for myself my first cycle was just anabar and because i mean everyone a lot of guys kind of are like ah, eh, it's for you know better for girls but i really liked it um i mean yeah it take a while for it to like build but it was great and then my second cycle i added test and did test and bar and again it was a really good combo and then third cycle was test and deca and then i switched to sustenon instead of test entonate and i like sustenon a lot better and now i because if i want to try to compete in september i started about a week and a half ago like cycle for that and it's uh sustenon 400 which has a non-ester, fast ester, and slow ester blend, and MPP and Masteron. So, and I love and I really like the MPP also, Christina, because I after talking to you a few months ago, I'm um, obsessed with it. It's it's helped so many things. Yeah, I I really like it. I also really like it paired with the Masteron. It's nice. It's very yeah. nice. Green Masteron's amazing. I've never tried it, but I know people that swear by it. And they're like, yeah. I could go forever for days. I could, don't even have to stop. I have so much energy. And so NPP has been something that has been mentioned to me. Um, I've, I've, it's really hard to find information online. So like, just considering you've done it, what did you experience while taking it? How much have you taken? Nandrolone phenylpropionate. So that's, uh, it's, a de it's derived from DECA. Okay, yep. It's a faster ester, so you do have to pin it like I'm every other day. Um, okay. every day. I do it three times a week. Three times a day? Three times a week. Oh, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, I know. Three, 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 time, three, times, uh, three times a week. I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I just blend the Sustanon and MPP in the next day. So I'm like either 90 or 120, depending on what week, because I'm every other day, no matter yeah, no matter what. Um, which is fairly low from what I've heard. Yeah. But if I can get away with low, I'm gonna get away with low. Uh, it helps build a decent amount of muscle in my off season. Um, I took the first time I tried it. I took eight months in between competitions, so about five months of an off season. And it added like that combined with Anavar going into a meet added a good 126 pounds to my total because I gained so much muscle. And it it made my joints feel better. Okay. Um, there's a very small amount of water weight on it, but not a not a ton. But it made me gain muscle really well. It, and what kind of size did you, if any? Yeah. Okay. So Nandrolone, so that stuff, um, that the only side that is a bad one for me is acne. Okay. And the jawline, I've been able to mitigate it a bit um, by actually crazy changing my pillowcase every other day. Right. Yeah. Um, and taking a bit of ice cream. 
I'm very lucky. I'm not prone to acne, so my shoulders or my back are fine. Like it's just jawline. Okay. And it's Christina, your, your phone is breaking up a little bit. Oh, my finger, I think, might have been underneath the... Yeah, okay, I think so, because you kind of cut in and out. Oh, sorry. Okay, that's I better. I was saying. Oh, just you uh, changed, changed out your pillowcase every okay. other day? Yeah, um, that's helped. And luckily, mine isn't as bad as some people's, but uh, it's just annoying. Yeah having pretty good skin i used to be a makeup artist so skin was like everything right but it's it's honestly not the biggest worst side effect you can get it's just annoying yeah it's skin it's like acne is something that like you would even see with anavar um the first cycle that i ever did of anavar i broke out like cystic jawline mm -hmm. um and about six months into cycling it on and off it's finally balanced out and i haven't had issues since but i definitely deal with um like oilier skin mm -hmm. um but otherwise just from anabar itself I, I don't feel like i dealt with any other side effects and like i kind of wanted to go down the road of like what your first cycle was like because th it, this is hopefully going to help someone and what yeah. from their first cycle um mm -hmm. Of course, it's going to vary person to person. Um, that was my experience. And I don't want to say over the years, my voice has deepened because, because of it, or if I've just, you know, as you age, your voice gets older, but I would definitely say my voice is raspier mm -hmm. and a little bit lower. So, yeah, um, mine has changed. I used to, <laughs> it's funny, like it was a pretty big decision for me because I used to study classical singing in college. <laughs> I can't use soprano anymore, but my voice used to be fairly high. Um, so I've lost that upper register, but that was the, for me, when I made the decision, I made it not taking it lightly because I knew that that was a possibility. Right. And I still, I still don't regret it. That's just a part of my past I've, I've let go. Uh -huh. But that, the voice changing didn't really happen until like, I want to say a year in. Yeah, it didn't. It took a while for it to start changing for me as well. I would say, like, because I did take over a year off, I didn't really start to notice it until I got back into it last year, actually. So it's it's been, I'd say, like over a year now that my voice has has developed like this raspiness and a lower octave mm -hmm. of like a full year and a half, going on almost two years of consistently cycling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, whenever I noticed it was possible, like it would crack when I tried Winnie and then I just stopped and it's came oh. back. Like, a lot of people like, um, this is true. Like when you start and you notice that change, if you don't want it to continue, you can immediately stop and then your voice will go back to normal. The only way it won't is if you continue to cycle and then you'll, yeah. those will become permanent. So that is something to weigh heavily because once your voice changes and you continue to go down this road you're not going to get that back so no. you have to be okay with that um for my first cycle i didn't notice many sides until about five weeks into it uh insomnia was a big one i couldn't did you get night sweats hmm? did you get night sweats not on anabar um 
just I just couldn't sleep. I was just like always energized. Ready to go all the time. Yeah, it was like figure it out because I just started using like sleep aids and then it was fine. Yeah. But um, also like sensitivity, like the floral sensitivity. I feel like five or six weeks in, you could feel that happen. But that again is another thing. Like a lot of people, I feel blow this out of proportion. The skies, especially like. If you ever are on those, like, you look like a man pose, so, like, I can yes. see your foot, it looks like a penis, I'm like, it's not like that, guys, like, it's not, No, it doesn't so do that, cool. you don't grow a penis, like, it just, I don't know, I could go into it. And, and, like, yeah, that, that that's one thing that, like, girls definitely are, like, I don't want a baby dick, and, like, yeah, it's not, it's not that, it doesn't, it's not like that, like, I, I don't know. I don't even want to say that, like, it grows. I think it just, like, it's engorged. Yeah. Like, it's something that we have to talk about. So, like, your your clit yeah. will fill with more blood. So, yeah. it might yeah. seem it's like it's growing, and it's, right. it's just, it's going to be more sensitive because it is more full. It's not something you can see through a tight pair of booty shorts, no. guys. <laughs> um, it only blows my mind. I'm like... I, I will say I did um, when I did when I did the bar I did notice um, I'd be like mid lifting and I mean obviously like I I have my like short shorts because it's free and then all of a sudden I'd be like oh there's a problem down there <laughs> <laughs> wow okay I guess that was a really good lift apparently my bad guys really. That's crazy. I mean, that was, I mean, it was just me. I mean, I don't, I've never heard that. Well, again, most guys don't like, like running bar because it's the, you know, whatever, but like, I liked but it, but I, I did. That don't know. That's what Anabar does is it, it brings more blood to the muscles. Yeah. So all your muscles. Anything, yes. Anything in your body that has blood flowing through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It uh, it was, it was, it was, just, I, it would be like, wow, I really like that squat. I'd be like, wow, I really like that squat. <laughs> I should sit down. <laughs> um, I think one thing that on um, the first, even like two to three cycles that I miss, I don't necessarily feel it so much now is that when I would get under the bar for squats, um, there would come like a time, maybe three weeks in, all of a sudden I would be under the bar and I would feel this surge of energy and the weight felt like nothing. And I always knew at that point, I'm like, okay, it's working. It's in my system. And now it's like, it's not like that anymore. No, but I remember it. And I remember that feeling. And it was like, oh, yeah, I can hop the door. Like, this feels like nothing on my back. And everything feels amazing. And blah, blah, blah. Like, that's usually a really, like, a feeling you can feel for a good, like, one to two years on Iron Bar. Yeah. Not so much anymore. No, and that's why people keep chasing more and more, right? They want to continue to right. chase that feeling. Yeah. But the more you do, the more side effects and long-term effects you're going to see. And like we always talk about Nicholas and I and many other people we've spoken to, like less is going to be more. Oh, absolutely. I know girls that start at 20. I'm like, why? why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Where are you going to go from there? <laughs> yeah. Why? You know, oh. to, to like to give that point, like I, I mean, I'm not naturally strong to begin with. I lifted. I was and like, and I do want to ask you guys this of of how long you lifted before you started taking, and maybe what was the like turning point to start. But like, I have lifted, learned how to lift weights seriously when I was like 21, right. and then I lifted seriously like in powerlifting for almost for about two years, almost two years before I decided to take. 
And, you know, so I mean, I have that, you know, that many years of lifting and then two years of serious training before being like, okay, now I feel, I, you know, I want the help. Um, but even then, I've never, I never blasted, you know, because yeah. again, like, like Christina, I would research and I have the patients, like I'll read the medical jargon, I'll look up the medical jargon, like I'll try to get as much info as I can. And it was the same thing. Everything says more isn't better. No. You can do with less, do with less and see yeah. how far you can get off of less. Yeah. And um, like even now, I like now that I've started like more cycle, I'm under, I'm like doing like 360 of the test a week. Only maybe 120, 140 of the master on and about 90 to 100 of the MPP. And I don't that's which is not a lot for a guy, you know, or, you know, even for a girl, but it works just fine. Again, you don't have to blast. Right. Yep, um, yep. Don't, um, yeah. don't start kind of like that's go ahead we just keep cutting each other off you start no no, no that's okay i just i just 100 percent agree like don't start with too much it's just it's not yeah it's dangerous well yeah. you want to have somewhere to build to right if you start like with a full blast where exactly like where are you going to go yeah where do you it's like where do you go from there and how do you know it's even the drugs at that yeah point? yeah i mean drugs help you recover but i mean i have a friend who's been lifting now i told this i told this to to you amber but i didn't tell you christina i had a friend of mine who he hasn't even been seriously lifting for a year it's been like eight months um he did have a back issue like like and he wanted something to help him recover and get over the back issue so i actually thought bar would be good for him because he at that time he didn't want to compete he just wanted to get stronger so i did get in bar to help him do that it did help him He's been able to stay with it. Um, and he, you know, and then he started doing tests. Again, he liked helping, he liked getting stronger. Okay, cool. And then he asked me for trend. And I was like, you don't need trend. You're doing fine. Like you just have, you need more training. Like mm -hmm. you can't even pull 300 yet. You will, you just need more time. Right. And he actually went behind my back and found it from somebody else. Because I told him I wouldn't get it for him. It's like, you haven't even been training a year and you just want to fucking pop trend. Okay, cool. Good job. Oh, then they can suffer the consequences of it. And that's one of the, you see it a lot with younger, especially the kids, 21, that are now getting into it and they're already running blasting doses. And I, I don't understand that at all. That's not worth it in no. any sense. No. Like he, yeah, he's, what did you say, Christina? Sorry. I just, I'm, it's like, yeah, I, I warn a lot of girls because I feel like it's, it's weird. It's crazy because at my gym, I was kind of the first one to come out about it. Yeah. And then since then, a lot of girls have started. Like girls that had not even been lifting for a year had started. And I was like, did I do that? Like, was that me? <laughs> like, did I open up Pandora's box? Well, like, I, I lived in a very um, gen pop gym um, and I am very open about my usage in the gym. I mean, everybody knows I compete in an untested federation, which doesn't necessarily mean people are doing drugs, but I'm, like I said, I'm open about it. Um, and nobody that I know of in that gym 
you can pick men out in particular, but not so much women. Um, I'm probably the only one and the first one, of course, to come out about it and talk about it and be open about it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not that bad, guys. You can talk about yeah. it. <laughs> I tell a lot of girls when they go and I was like, what's your weight class? And they'll tell me, I'm like, how much you weigh? I'm like, all right, be ready to go up. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, be yeah. ready. Because some Absolutely. of them, they're like, I don't want to go above my weigh class. I was like, you already weigh two pounds above. You're going up. Like, yeah. Right? You're going up. Like, this you're, is you're, you're 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 going to up. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and that's, that's the one thing with Anabar is people, like, it can be used for cutting. So the first, the first cycle that I did, like, I got mm -hmm. really shredded. Um, but since then I've just, I mean, I've packed on muscle over the years, but I definitely retain water from it. And oh, yeah. <laughs> like it, it, the, the stuff that you can read online, it's like, oh, there's no bloat. There's no water retention. It helps you cut down and shred. And it's like, no, you're going to blow up. Like it's still water. Um, I don't, for me, it's not as much water as say Anadrol but my leverage has changed. Like my legs get bigger. Like I take yeah. measurements every week. Um, my legs get bigger, my back, my lats, my shoulders, everything gets bigger because yeah. of the water retention. And a lot of people think, Oh, it's muscle. I'm like, no, it's not muscle. That's still slow coming even on PEDs. Like it's faster, but what you're seeing is the water retention in your muscles because they hold on to glycogen and they have right. hand, which is what you want. Like you want to feel amazing. And you want to get those bolder shoulders. And like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, Anavar for me, another side when I first started was I lost my appetite, which was kind of nice because if I had to cut, it wasn't that hard because I didn't really want to eat anything anyway. Nothing really sounded, I don't know, good. So, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't because it was harsh on my organs. It was just kind of like, eh, I don't feel like eating. Mm -hmm. The other thing with Anavar, um, that I'm pretty sure with the majority of PEDs, granted that I haven't taken anything other than what I stated, um, period loss. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. That's another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I'm, I'm so aware of it now, but it's it's just like, if you're not aware of that and you're not expecting it, all of a sudden your period doesn't show up. Like, just just think for a second, you're probably not pregnant. It's probably the Anavar. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't go away for me until I started cycling NPP and Anavar together. Like, I would get regular okay. periods in Anavar, and then once I introduced NPP, it's crazy. And I'm still pissed off about this. I get every side of having a period but bleeding. Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> I get bloated, crampy, emotional, but no period. Like, no, like, really? Really? Like, really? <laughs> I'm like, I, I would deal with the bleeding. It's the not symptoms that come with it. Yeah, so like drugs, they they will take that away. So, I mean, I don't miss it. But, yeah. I don't miss it. No. God, no. Are you kidding? No. Yeah, that's another one. I actually wrote down like I had a list of sides. I was like, wow, there's a lot on here. <laughs> oh, one a girl I talked to because she said that she would get um, really lethargic. Um, and she was always tired. I was like, it's because your organs are stressing. And she's like, yeah. what? I'm like, do you take cycle support? She's like, what's that? I was like, you need to stop listening to your boyfriend and listen to me. Because <laughs> she was like, I'm so, I was so tired all the time. I was like, it's probably your kidneys and your liver. Like, you need to take yeah. something. 
What, so for cycle support, um, Christina, could you give us a small breakdown of like what that is and then like what that looks like? Um, I mean, right now I'm taking uh, this stuff by GNC and for a while there it was always sold out because every, not everybody, but a lot of people in San Diego cycle. Uh, so it's called Beyond Raw Liver Guard and it's fantastic for, yeah. um, uh, it's got a ton of milk thistle, vitamin C, I think betaine and something else in it. I would take four of those a day. I take the Leviathan Nutrition, the IR. Um, nice. I like the Kidneys, cholesterol, heart. Like when I got blood work done, my liver was fine. Like my heart was fine. Like my blood pressure is within range. And I cycle some like gnarly shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and it keeps me from feeling uber lethargic, like halfway through a cycle. It's because, I mean, you want to feel like you can lift the weight. Like you don't want to be tired and gas on your warmups because your organs are like, I don't like this. So that was, I mean, I tell all of them, I was like, you better be on a cycle sport. Cause a lot of dudes are like, I don't need it. It's, you don't need it. It's just Anavar. You don't need it. Like really, yes, you do. I mean, I mean everyone, sh everyone should. I have like, even yeah. I take, um, I take lysine, um, cinnamon capsules, uh, an omega, like a full omega. Yeah, lots of omegas. For that. Um, I take the Leviathan Nutrition, the Tudka. Uh-huh, yep. Because uh, Joe, Joe had got me onto that and how much that for liver and kidney support. Yep. And um, zinc. I also take oh, uh, zinc and then uh, vitamin D3 and K2 mix. So like, yep. I think all, all the things. All the things, yeah, all the things. All the things. What about you, Amber? Um, I take berberine, zinc, mm. um, vitamin D3, and currently that's that's all I have in my cupboard right now. <laughs> uh, what was that first one though? Berberine. I I, I thought you said Burberry. You know, like Burberry. No, Burberry. Like, yeah, it was recommended to me by Paul, um, and it's it's. It's a basically almost like it aids in liver function mm. in short. So um, it also helps with insulin um, and how the body processes the drugs, which can actually impact your insulin and can make you insulin resistant. So yeah. um, because I am also hypothyroid, that is a big one for me. Mm. I, I get my blood tested frequently because of that. And I've always had really good tests so yeah which is good and i mean i, I like the common thread here obviously is like a big one is the liver support getting your liver support and blood test getting your blood checked yeah like that's why i mean i take uh lysine uh, lysine is just good for like you know obviously your immune system and the processing cinnamon for your adrogen your adrogen receptors and insulin sensitivity k3 yeah. for um your blood um you know and infiltration of the blood and yeah obviously liver this. I'll also take a dandelion root just for potassium, mm. um, just to avoid like any sort of cramping. Um, That's a good idea. I have dandelion. Yeah. Dandelion root is also really beneficial for digestion um, because it cre increases more bile. And when I am cycling, I find that my digestion can be a little crappy. Mm. Um, so it, it helps keep well. It helps keep me regular without having to like take fiber supplements. Yeah. Yeah, which isn't fun. Um, one thing I also wanted to ask, because I mean, I have my own like anecdotal thing 
But I mean, I feel, I know you have it, Christina, and then you do too, but like the positive, like supplemental positives for running gear. Um, like I know it's, you have had a, Christina, I've had a long history of just, you know, stuff that your body has dealt with, you know, if you want to talk about it or not, but oh. when you started like using gear, it helped a lot because you went so long feeling crappy. And I know same thing with for Amber, you had, you know, your, you know, like you said, the hypothyroidism and everything when you started cycling, like helped you with that. Yeah. Um, and like for me, uh, for me, it was a hormonal thing. Like when I started on, so even just the VAR, and then even when I started tests, like that's the best I felt since a teenager. So whatever imbalance I think I was dealing with, being on has helped me become a more balanced uh, person. Even though you usually hear people who are on gear can be imbalanced, I've been way better than when I was before I'd ever started like mm -hmm. as a person mm -hmm. so, yeah and I, yeah I don't get sick as often like I just I have a healthier more stable disposition yeah, I, I would say that too like I don't I don't get sick as often um like and I you know I get sick when the seasons change which is completely normal but um like just taking growth hormone and then other PDs of PDs on top of that I I just feel overall healthier yeah as weird as that is like same. Yeah. But that's not to say that like there aren't, you don't, you know, you don't need PEDs to feel that way. And we always talk about like how they are like the icing on the cake. So you have to have all of your other layers on point before you add in PEDs. But once you get to that point and you do add in PEDs, you, in my situation and yours, and from what it sounds like in yours, Christina, that like you just feel better overall. Yeah. It enhances feeling good as long as you're not taking too much shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. well like and like i said just for me like even just like mood stabilization like if you were to take yeah. away all the strength things or whatever else that you get you know from running gear and i just could keep if i was going you know if i was told that it will no longer have that effect but it'll still help me feel like better and more stable emotionally and as a person i'd still keep taking it's worth it yeah yeah um my experience and it's funny because i know another girl who has um i think hashimoto's disease yeah and she's found it to be extremely helpful for her autoimmune disease and with me like ever i don't know why ever since i moved to california i've been dealing with multiple different illnesses and ones that last for ungodly amounts of time like i've had my epstein bar virus reactivate three times and everybody who has mono knows it lasts for months and months and it's horrible and it takes away your strength and it makes you feel like walking across the street is exhausting. And sure. it's extremely hard to like continue going to the gym when your body's like, uh-uh, I don't want to move. I don't even want to walk. Right. Like I remember walking to the kitchen once to get water. I had to sit down and lay down after doing that. And it was horrible. And it's, like dealing with these, like, it's funny because I was getting better because I was on a cycle and then I stopped and it came back. All my symptoms just came flooding back because I guess I hadn't fully recovered from it. And I actually talked to my doctor about this. She's like, They're, it's probably mitigating your symptoms. And I was like, yeah, them, yeah load me up, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I would still like sometimes, like even now on cycle, I have to be regularly deloaded and it's an unfortunate thing because I've 
been with coaches um, that would push me way too long, way too far without a deload or at least some sort of taper and I would just get sick. And then now like the last time that my, my uh, EBV got reactivated, I had been um, pushed for eight weeks uh, without a deload. And this is like, we both thought it would be fine um, because I was doing fine. It was still volume, but then we moved into a peak like to prep for comp. And then at the same time, the shelter in place order went out. Um, everybody at work was stressing out. Work was crazy. Life was crazy. And all of a sudden, like overnight, my EVB reactivated and it was just downhill from there. And it was cortisol increase. Everything was horrible. Like I decided to stay on everything because I knew that if I came off, it would be even worse. It would be worse, yeah. And then um, things were getting a little bit better, so I stopped. And then all of a sudden, almost overnight, everything came back, which was just absolutely crushing. Wow. Like right now, um, things are turning out better, but it had been almost, it's been over four months um, since it started. I, I remember when it kind of came back and I had talked, texted with you, Christina, and you're like, yeah, my shit's fucking flaring up. And yeah, that was it. The three, about when this shit started back in March. Yeah, it, it's horrible. Like, and, and I tell people, I was like, you don't have to justify your means to everybody, but like, I know my reasoning. Yeah. And I like, for me, it's, it's enhanced health because I, for a while I hadn't been getting, I, I had a, a whole year that I didn't get sick and it was like life changing and then fucking COVID happened and my, my eight weeks. And so now the coach I'm working with, he, he's an amazing coach. He, I think we've both come to realization that no matter what, at a certain point we have to deload. Even if I'm looking like I'm okay, we have to deload. There's no if, ands or buts or else I will get sick again. And it's just and something. Deloading is something super individual as it is. So like the fact that you are aware of that, you know how your body is going to react. Um, you're going to benefit from your training more. You're going to benefit from the PEDs you're taking more. So yeah, it's all individual. Like you said, some people can push and some people, some people like I'll never deload and some people only taper. And like, I wish I could, I like, I wish I could be like that, but I'm not. And it is what it is. And yeah. the more mature you, you understand your body. Yeah, well, or you're like working with like Scott, like I do, and you get a deload every three weeks, no matter what. So. Mm -hmm. I haven't had a true deload in like a year. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like Chris likes to kill me. I don't think I've seen like I would have to look back, but I'm pretty sure I haven't seen below sixty-five percent. Like, and that was like maybe the start of a cycle, but a deload has not been like below that I think since I started with Chris yeah. and that's November and oh. I feel fine like, I feel I, I feel fine my body handles it well so like that that works for me mm -hmm. um which is why obviously we've kept up with it usually about every eight weeks or so I'll get a deload a deload <laughs> mm -hmm. um and like now as I'm going into prep probably get a taper and a deload into competition I would think so yeah. but like I I benefit from it's hard to say because like I've done really well on a taper but then I also really enjoy a week of very lightweight so it's 
I know like my, my point is like eight, eight weeks where I'm like, especially now I'm starting to feel like, okay, my body feels like garbage and I need a break. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of how Scott is too. Like every three weeks, um, usually it's about 63, I think is like the lowest percent it'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not bad. I mean, it's, it's been working with them for over a year now. And yeah, that's just it. If it works for you then stick with it. Right. Like yeah, you've had, it works. Both had no issues, but you know, that's, that's where like PEDs aren't magic when it comes to recovery. And yeah. that's what a lot of people think that, Oh, you're on drugs. So you like, you just recover a lot better and a lot faster than everybody else. Well, yeah, to an extent, but my body still hurts. I still wake up sore or I have really bad days. It, it doesn't just fix everything. Okay. To, to your point, I feel like it enhances whatever you like. If you were having, if you're taking care of yourself, you're hydrated, you're eating, you sleep well, yeah. it does help a lot. But in the inverse, if you treat yourself like shit, it does, like you almost feel it worse. Well, yeah. it's because it, it gets processed through, like, if you're taking orals, they get processed through, like, the kidneys, livers. Um, so if you are not taking care of yourself, you're not getting proper recovery through, like, nutrition, sleep, um, active recovery, whatever. You're just increasing the cortisol levels in your body, and taking PEDs itself does that. So you're just making yourself feel shittier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, that, and that's, the, yeah, like you said, with, because, I mean, really, there's only... Really, I think Anavar is really the only oral that doesn't run through the liver that I can think of. No, Anavar is pretty hepatoxic. Really? Yeah. Those are under the impression. As far as I'm concerned, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's mild, but it can still, like, especially with women, like, it can still have that effect on the liver. Um, um, LGD, so the, the SARM I'm running, that doesn't pass through the liver. Okay, maybe uh, I must have read. I must. I really must have been on the like read wrong. Because usually that's like what like one of the things when I started VAR was that it's one of the few orals that was not hepatoxic. Yeah, I must have misunderstood. It's mild, but it can still like. It's maybe still it's it, it can cause some issues. Yep. Yeah. So especially if you're taking twenty milligrams and up, which I do not recommend. Right. And they'll just dry you out too. Like, yeah, it's not as many, but you will be needing to drink a lot more water on pretty much any oral. Like, your, your yeah. kidneys are gonna stress, so you have to drink more water. Like, I'll wait. I literally every night put an entire, like, extra large, like, bottle of water next to my bed because I know I'm gonna wake up and my throat's gonna be dry and I'm gonna have to drink that water. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I, I, I've also noticed just in general is like, yeah, I get, I, I sweat more and I'm, I go through hydration a lot. Like I've been making a point to wake up when I wake up in the morning, take a big heaping dose of like a rehydrator, like electrolyte mix. Yeah. And I just like shooting that like a shot every morning. Yeah. Like, yeah. The the sweating more is also something that I noticed as well. So like like I asked you in the beginning if you got night sweats when I started taking Anavar it was like I could just sit there and sweat and I would sweat at night and eventually it went away. But, um, yeah, like sweating all the time, sweat mm-hmm. through my sheets. Um, I'm heavier now than I was when I first started taking the cycle, but like I'm feeling the same effects now. Um, mm-hmm. 
where I'm just like constantly hot, especially yeah. when I sleep. Jeez. Yeah, Anadol does that. Go ahead. What are you saying, Christina? No, I just said Anadol does that. Like I'll sweat more. And yeah. Not so uh, much. I feel like when you start a new like substance um, or you change the dose, like there's always, I feel like there's, at least for me, I feel like there's a acclimation period. Yep. Like where it's just your body's just kind of adapting. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Speaking of how weird is this? So you were saying that on Anavar, like you would experience some acne. Yep. I didn't, but when I came off of Anavar, then I would get it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> so weird and then when I go back on the acne you go away like what like that is very strange yeah very weird my body's I don't know yeah, like it sucked and it was because like like you I had good skin growing up I never had acne never like I could put like cocoa butter on my face and yeah. I would be cool right and then I started taking Anabar I also turned 25 so like as I got older my hormones start to change but it was like fucking cystic and painful and I had to actually start using, well, I had to start doing like a, a face cleansing routine, which I had never in my life done. Yeah. And it's like, but that, that was the things that's one of the, you got to be prepared for that. And I have read, and they do say that if like you already have a really good skin routine, that it can diminish the impact of the side effects. Um, that helps. Doesn't eliminate, but it helps. No, you just, it's just important because it, Anabar really will increase the oil production on your mm -hmm. face, at least for me it has. And so making sure you have that routine constantly, like washing your pillows, um, your pillowcases and washing your face after the gym, um, just having like a good hygiene routine is super important because you can, you know, you can break out on your shoulders, you can break out on your chest and on your back. Yep. So. Yeah, I think that's one thing that you're prone to it. Yeah, if you're, if you're prone to it, like, you know, kind of to like echo back to what we said about the positive effects we get on it. And it's the same thing with a lot of people of other autoimmunes, whether it be HIV and AIDS. You know, I've known some folks who do, you know, who run steroids to help them with that. And it actually helps a lot yeah. or other people with other like audio, autoimmune diseases. But whatever you're prone to, like, you're going to. It just enhances that. Yeah, whenever you run gear, you're gonna it's gonna hand something that may be natural. Like for me, I have um a skin like it's not um it's like a type of eczema, but it doesn't come from you know, obviously like eczema is usually like an overproduction of the skin, like regenerating, mm -hmm. like growing yeah. really fast. Mine is it does that, but it's an onset from like the oils on my skin. Like it's like a yeah, like the oil, it, it creates this. I, there's a term for it, and I never remember. But it's an it, it, it makes the same effect as eczema, but it, without it coming from it in itself. But the gear enhances that for me, which is kind of okay. so. Like I like on my eyebrows, I'll get like that starts to happen, or on the back sides behind my ears, and it starts to get really itchy. So like whatever you're prone to, yep, you can have totally. same thing yep. with the motion. Like I tell people, like. If you're an angry person off, you're gonna be even worse of a dick on. <laughs> like if you're, exactly. if you're nice, you're still gonna be nice. Like if you're prone to depression, it, it could throw you for a loop. So be careful. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's like we we've also talked about that. Like if you have um, 
like any kind of underlying mental health issue, mm -hmm. it will just enhance it. Yep. Um, and there's, there's definitely some people that should probably never touch drugs. Um, <laughs> just because of how it impacts them mentally. Yeah. Yep. And then I do, you know, obviously there's some people where it works really well. Like again, for myself, I yep. became more stable. Like, honestly, like I wasn't, I wouldn't even say call myself unstable when I never took, but I definitely was a much more emotionally impacted. And I have friends and ex-girlfriends who can attest to that. Like, yeah. but when I started, like I just kind of became more stable and, uh, I always kind of thought if it was like, you know, people who take ADHD who are naturally ADHD, if you give them uppers, they calm down. Right. So I've always, I always kind of attributed it that perhaps it's like a similar effect. Um, and then my friend Marshall, who you met, Christina, he was the one I was handling at that one meet mm -hmm. um, where I saw you. Um, he, he, he only runs tests in trend and he's the most calm, mm -hmm. level-headed guy I've ever met. And he, like, can he run, I mean, he doesn't even, he runs a very, like, like, a conservative amount, admittedly, yeah. but he's in the show, but he's so, like, hey, how's it going? He's just very chill. He was, he's really he's chill so for a big guy. Really <laughs> and, he, and he's a big sweetheart, but he even says, he's like, yeah, I feel great. He's like, I feel much more, kind of the same thing. We both say, he's like, yeah, I felt more stable when I started tests. He's like, and then when he started doing trend, he's like, I'm fine. No problem. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I think, I think that goes to say, like, if you have a very level headspace as is, yeah. um, like I have a friend that, and like all I've heard about Tren is horrible things, but he takes it and it actually enhances his mood and enhances, yeah. it. He, he just feels better on it than if he were off of it, which yeah. the things I've heard of Tren is, and I've witnessed it is like, it's just, it's the devil's juice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's synthesized bovine testosterone. Yeah, literally for animals. So is equipoise, though. Yeah, yeah, horse. It has equa, but yeah, equipoise horse. Yeah, well, there's only like there's Marshall, and I've also have one other friend who did pretty well on trend. So that's two. Yeah. Out of however many other guys that I've talked to who run trend, and they're like, yeah, not great. So. Except there's always some exceptions. Always, yeah. Like some people don't react. I mean, even like for the organs, like some people can run things forever and not be affected. Like it just, it's crazy how it differs so much. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's, it's just like with everything, PEDs are not a one size fits all. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a buddy of mine who he was like he was doing this study. Like he actually was taking class on different, you know, PEDs and like various different like related compounds. Um, and one of the things that like he was um, anticipate or like theorized was that blood type um, would affect different, it worked better with different ones. So like I'm an O blood type, which yeah, is a yep. higher acidic and he therefore like the higher acidic blood types like our um, faster esters work better for because you have thicker blood. But then you go the other way to like the, the thinner, the less acidic, thinner blood, um, slower esters work better for. Interesting. Yeah, that, I mean, that was his kind of a theory he was testing that he had anecdotally seen work well. It wasn't proven, right. yet, but it was yeah. an interesting theory. Unfortunately, not a lot of like 
cool studies like that exist because they just don't they don't want to study it yeah 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 no well yeah they don't it's yeah they don't want to which is yeah weird. and that's why like going on the internet and searching things is not always the best route to take because the information is well it's it's overwhelming for once and there's from a female standpoint there's not a lot out there nope there really isn't so like your best bet is to try and reach out and find somebody that has experience doing it somebody willing to talk about it is pretty yeah. rare yeah i mean and that's why we wanted like even do this in the first place for this particular episode where it's like and again like you know i guess the disclaimer like we're not telling people to do stuff and we're not doctors. No, really not and like i would almost say like don't do it because I mean, I love it. I, I, I love doing PEDs, but I would never push somebody into it. I'm, I'm all about informing people, which is what we're doing, but we would never say to go out and do steroids. Yeah, most girls I come to, I try to scare away from it and tell them yes. all the bad things that can and possibly will happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm, you need to be sure because some people are, they come from very conservative backgrounds and they're yeah. married to somebody that's maybe a little bit more conservative. I'm like, um, this could cause some pretty big problems and issues. Absolutely. And yeah. like, if you were going to commit yourself to a sport like powerlifting, it's probably going to be something that you're going to be on for the majority of your lifting career. Yeah. So it, it's a commitment. Yeah. And, and like you said, like, I also enjoy it in the same thing where it's like, I like it. I'm glad that I chose to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I don't have an addictive personality. I don't have an abusive personality. And like we talked about earlier, I'm going to get away with as little as possible. Yeah. For the king. Yeah. There's, there's, there's time to increase the dosage, which like say if we're going into competition and then there's obviously a time to decrease it. Um, most men will typically cruise. I haven't, I haven't really spoken to a female yet unless you cruise. Um, I say that in quotations, cruise. Um, but I always cycle off after a competition. I do cycle off and I just use nutrition and other recovery methods to grow and heal. Yeah. Other than growth hormone. Growth hormone is the only thing that I stay on all week, on all year. Pardon me. Yeah. It's one of those things that you can't because it's so slow to work, you can't there's no way you can like cycle it like a PED. No. Um, I have, no, I, I come off and on, but I probably go on more often than the average just because I've wanted to try so many different things. And right. I don't usually try anything new in meat prep because I don't want surprises. Yeah. So I will like say, talk to my coach and say, Hey, I'm thinking about trying this. I just want to see what it does in the off season for a few weeks and, or even like two weeks if I don't like it and I'll just stop. So yeah. Like that's how I discovered NPP and then I just ran that for you know, six or eight weeks and got some really good results. So decided that's also to a really that. good key point to mention is to not try anything new when you're in prep. Like I, I would definitely recommend against it just like you, because you don't want surprises. You don't know what it's going to do to you if you've never run it. So off season is a good place to try things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, it depends on the person. Some people can't do that without getting some hellicides, and yeah. I've been away with with it for a little while without crazy, crazy sides. And I, I told it, I said it on my um my my Instagram story that I'm I 
I'm very, very lucky because I've always had a baby face and like I don't get a lot of hair loss. I've always had a really thick head of hair. And so some women are not that lucky depending on what you take. Um, you can see those really big side effects and yep. it's just kind of like, okay, well, be careful. Please be careful. Yeah. Know your body. I always say that. Know your body. Figure out how your body responds and recognize it. So that oh, yeah, that, that's definitely a big thing. Being very self-aware of how your body functions. That's a big yep. one. And how it feels like, you know, uh, like for myself, like I was always such a monk growing up like i mean um like christina you know christina is like martial arts background and the dance background and i know it's one thing like we both were so like i was very much that way so like i didn't drink when i was really when i was younger really um i had smoked weed a couple times when i was younger that was it i've never done hard drugs i never wanted to and so like when i chose to start using gear a lot of my friends who I told were shocked. They were like, "Like you, you like you don't you don't have more than two drinks usually, and you and, <laughs> and now you want to do steroids." And um, and obviously, I felt it was different because it's helping me towards a goal. I'm not starting to in the bathroom, being a dumbass. But you know, by still, like, I didn't do a lot. But I also I realized like I barely take ibuprofen, so I really am. I know my body and how it reacts to things. And I yeah. can feel it when it does um, because I've always wanted to have that control and like be able to recognize those things. And mm -hmm. so, yep. And I, I get the wrong thing. Like when I got D-ball. Right. And I actually, so I, I, I do love that story though, because I now use that whenever, again, like I, like that one gal who I, I talked to, who the nurse who like took 12 and a half, not fucking 40. I was like, Hey, or I, there's been two other girls also who said they wanted to start. And I said, hey, I've had a friend who accidentally got D-ball. So be sure to double check your shit. Like, yeah. And that's where um, doing studies come in. Because if you don't know what sides are normal and what sides are not normal, then you won't know. And you'll continue to run it and see your voice change in four weeks. Like, yeah. Yeah. You've got to be careful and don't just blindly go into this because it's the cool thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know, yeah, and like try to double check where you're going to get, you know, you know where. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like a source for sure that is like reputable. Um, yeah. You know, the, once you come into it, you're going to realize there's a lot more people that do steroids, a lot more people that sell steroids. And it's just, you know, do your research, shop around. <laughs> one, one of the best, honestly, like little like tips of source validation that I, other than just having a good source and making a rapport with them. Yeah. Well, I kind of said it earlier is whenever you get the packaging, if it's from a pharmacy, like pharmaceutical pharmacies, stamp lot numbers and dates. They don't yeah, print it. Yeah. Excuse so me. It's like if you can look for a printed number on that, yeah. that's probably really good because a pseudo pharmacy or, you know, bathtub gin style gear. Yeah will be printed yeah and a lot of places that i found that are overseas they will get third-party tests at labs which is really yeah. good because then you can yeah. see that and see the comparison and you're you're going to be a little bit more comfortable yeah um yeah which is always good on that end and it just takes um, longer <laughs> it does yeah, so you have to plan 
for that. But I think that's if you once you do get in this, like you plan, like I planned on, um, you know, wanting to use DECA and MPP probably six months before it was time to like start using it. So I got yeah. to you know, find a good source and then I you know, did my research and what to expect. Um, so it's like you plan ahead on that. And um, to that, like, uh, is there anything that you, like, you two, like both of you, like that you would like to try to run or are you thinking about running? Uh, I, I've, I've been curious about MPP for a while. Um, so maybe in the off season, I'll try that. But right now, not so much. I know what I'm going to do going into this competition and I'm just going to stick with that. Um, I don't know. I want to try to find a second source for mint just because I want to see if what I have now is real or not. Um, I'm not 100% convinced. I'm still like on the fence. But uh, I was curious about um, like what you said, like check drops I've been curious about. But um, I've thought about trend actually before, but I've never bought, bitten that bullet. I've never like gotten that far. I know there are some girls that do or have but it's, the sides are so scary that I'm like oh no if that's for me I don't mm, yeah. know so I don't know yeah I know that's I know I, I know I have one friend um uh, who's a girl who's you know obviously been on for a long time she actually taught is the one who taught me how to pin which is really right. kind of cool I learned from a from a girl or she's a woman we're the same um mm-hmm. but she runs um, test TNT test with no ester. Um, I, I don't think she's run tram. I've heard of people doing that before meets the test no ester, like on yeah. like before the meet. Yeah, she started running that, and she would do it. She taught, she would be like it was kind of her pre workout essentially. Um, and for her, she equated she equated it to um, you know how that works for guys, just because it hits so much. And she is just so fine with needles that um, it's like we talked about having very small multiple doses. She just knows that um, she learned how to do a very, very small amount um, before she worked out. So she, I think uh, she'd do it like an hour, hour 15 before she'd go to the gym or obviously before competition. And, that's fascinating. Huh? I said that's fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I don't know anybody right now that takes tests or anything, but that's fascinating. Yeah, she's she's really cool. If you ever want to like you know, an introduction to like talk with her, uh, I can do that. She's great. Like I said, she's been a huge help to me, um, and she is very knowledgeable. I really enjoy talking to her about it, and just the fact she's been able to do that um, and just kind of learn her body and uh, again as a woman and get a lot of great strength from it and really mitigate any negatives on that is pretty cool. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's, she's a big fan of that TNT. Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I actually just was trying to find out if my, my friend had any, like, where I get it has any, like really that really good pharmaceutical meant for you. Mm. Just to check. 
I'll let you know. But he he's been great. He's a uh, he's a strong house friend. So gotcha. Yeah, he's really a really good guy. He's smart. Really good connection with Manny. Um. Yeah. I don't know. You think we covered everything so far? So I was trying to like think of it's kind of like a little bit of everything, but I think that that's a really good. Yeah, that's most everything. I mean, other than that, like size-wise, hair growth is another one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wrote them all down. There's a lot. I know girls that get um, indigestion, like crazy indigestion. Yep. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing is to just like really look into virilization and understand what that is and what kind of side effects come out of that. Um, because that's pretty much something that can happen with almost any PED, just to the extent of is going to differentiate. Yeah. Um, or pardon me, differ between drug to drug and dose to dose. That's correct. Yeah. Um, what and real quick, I think one thing I do want to cover. So, be when for both of you, when you started on cycle, what has been till now? You you had kind of said, I believe, on your story, Christina. But from when you started to now, what's been the like increase strength wise? Um, now I don't know. Like, it, we haven't tested numbers in a year. Oh, I meant um, from when you started. I believe for you, it was like 200-something pounds from when you started. Oh, in the first year, 215 pounds. <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Crazy people. And some people, get, like, another thing I put on there is, like, some people get more than that. Some people get less than that. And that's yeah. even also individualized. Yeah. Know, just, and it, it depends not only on your genetics, but also on your programming. Like, oh, your absolutely. I see people that use PEDs that don't get everything out of it because of the programming. And I'm like, yeah. you need to do like a bodybuilding split or something. Like you need to like, I don't know. And, it, and it, like, I'm bothered by it. Cause I'm like, you could be doing so much more, but I mean, I'm not. Yeah. On top of that. I mean, like it also depends like if you've put on weight over that time, whereas like my first powerlifting competition in 16, I weighed in 136 pounds. I'm now 30 pounds heavier. So like I, and I also took time off to do Olympic weightlifting and compete there. So I I was drug tested. So like you can't be on drugs. It is underwater. Um, But from my first competition to now, I've put on almost 300 pounds to my total. (laughs) But that, that, that comes with weight gain. The, the difference between that is like I took time off from powerlifting. So I hadn't been powerlifting from 2016 consecutively. But in that time, I have added 300 pounds to my total since I got back into powerlifting in fall of 2018. Yep. Which I guess is a lot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. You know, but, you know, like we you kind of said it over and over again throughout this course. So it, it's not an instant thing. Like you still have to put in the work, like, you yeah. know, nutrition, the training, the programming, the, the care, the supplemental care, which I think is a really important thing for that you brought up, uh, Christina. Um, it's just like, there is, there is, is a lifestyle. Like when you choose to run 
no research, the care of it, everything goes into that. And it's not, it will either help you and be a great asset or it will not be. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. Cause I know some people that have done it that barely got anything. I'm like, how, like how? It's like some people, they either just don't respond to steroids very well, or like everything else in their life is just shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're not getting the full effects of it. Like, yeah. So. yeah I, I had a buddy of mine who went to nationals and he did like an eight week run of trend on top of his test. Uh, his, uh, at the time he was running test DECA and Halo, he added six weeks into, and then he had a trend and he really didn't feel that he even got anything out of it. And I think it's because he really didn't take care of himself. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's like you spent all this money and you ran, you know. Yeah, it's expensive, guys. That's another one. People want to pay the money. I mean, mean, to be fair, it's cheaper than a lot of other, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going oh, and spending yeah. all your money in a supplement shop, you're going to save money <laughs> doing PEDs. Like, yeah. don't go into a supplement shop and buy one of those fucking testosterone <laughs> boosters because that's a load of shit. Just yeah. go into the test. Well, not even just that. Like, I, you know, it's like... Superdoll used to be in the vitamin shops before they figured it out. What was? What was? Superdoll. Superdoll. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It used to be just a test booster, and then all of a sudden they figured out what it really was, and they pulled it from the shelves. Oh yeah, you should look that shit up. Mm, that is funny. Yeah, I. That, that was one of the things that I was told when I first started my like first started cycling gear was like you're not going to need any other supplements from the supplement shop other than like health supplements. Yeah, my yeah. very so. true. I don't take creatine and I don't take, yeah, you don't need it. No, like I've taken creatine when I was off cycle, but otherwise I don't have any of that other shit in my cupboard. It's just not necessary. Right. At that point, it's just a waste of money. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I also meant like just in general, like even just like party drugs, like I have friends that spend 100 or 120 bucks on, you know, Coke. And for 120 bucks, I can get, you know, I can get two vials of like really good tests or tests and MPP that'll last me, you know, 10 weeks each yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I like my, my substance. It lasts longer for sure. Even especially for women, because we take so much less. Much less, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, and that's the thing. It's like, it is a, it is a, a substance, but at least you get something out of it. You know, no mm-hmm. one, again, alcohol. Oh yeah, I love being judged for it. It's like, well, you like to drink on the weekends and binge drink. And I haven't been solidly drunk in probably a good over a year. I feel great. How do you feel after you binge drink every weekend? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. I only drink when I'm like done with a cycle. Yeah. Cause it's a very rare thing. Like I'm already like, fuck you and your mom. <laughs> like, no. I might have like a beer every now and again, but otherwise I really stay away from it when I'm on cycle for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, same one, maybe, maybe two on the occasion. But like, yeah. 
Pretty, I talk to a lot of bigger guys too, and they tell me the same thing. They don't drink when they're on. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like maybe you can have like one. Like it's true. It is true. Like you have a beer or a yeah. drink. Like that really is a negligible effect. Right. Exactly. So little. Um, but you know, if your liver is working extra hard because you're, you know, on something that is hard, like you know, if you're doing oral and whatnot, like doing slamming three or four beers is not going to feel good. It's not. No. Right. I mean, even um, Chris Duffin has, he like, he like body, he has a fucking, his own supplement, like drinking supplement now that helps mitigate the like after effects effect. of, yeah, drinking. But that, that was hilarious that he did that. It's like, you know what, I like to lift and then I do <laughs> like to drink, but I hate feeling shitty and what it does considering, you know, mm-hmm. taking things. And he invests in finding Duff himself. likes his whiskey. He does. I just was like, you know what? Cool, buddy. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I gave girlfriends of mine in Vegas that liver guard, and they didn't have a hangover. They're like, this stuff is amazing. I was like, yeah. yeah I, remember, I remember that, actually. I remember hearing them <laughs> saying that. I was like, you got to try it. It's amazing. It, it, it's it's. You're like, yeah, it's amazing what taking care of yourself will do. Even if you do decide to drink or be whatever. You won't feel shitty the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes with anything. But yeah, I think that's, we have covered a lot. And I, you know, thank you, Christina, for, you know, obviously talking with us. And yes, it's nice to have another female to talk to about it, to be very, very, it's it's refreshing to be able to discuss this because it is, it needs to be talked about more. Yeah, honestly, I this will probably be one of the only ones out there at this kind of length because most of the ones that I've listened to don't really discuss like personal cycles or other than like the one done with like Gracie Van Oz and like when she was Gracie and then Meg Squats when they did their videos. But after that, like there wasn't really, and even then, it's not it was that extensive. Like yeah. No. I, I think this, there's like one other podcast and then I think get those, that one you talked about. I remember doing it, but that wasn't really in depth. They just like kind of like. We kind of touched on a few things, but it wasn't like. Yeah. It was, was kind of danced around. It was like, yeah, we did. Or like, yeah, it's a thing. And then that was it. They, they didn't talk about what it was. Like, I remember there was even one podcast with a gal who talked about it and she was like, but I don't want to tell you what I've done. Um, or what I'm taking. Yeah, it's super. Um, I think a lot of it is just for fear of like people think that if they talk about it, they're they're pushing people to go do it, or and like nobody should be pushing you to do anything. I would never push it on anybody I speak to. It's just we're just trying to open up a conversation to inform people. Yeah, yeah. they feel judged. Yeah, one of the biggest things for females is feeling judged for taking it. Yeah, or. And also, I think it's like, it's like the public, obviously, image. Like, uh, I have told Amber this. Like, I back when I first started, I interviewed a guy. And I can tell you, like, off air, like, who it was. One of the interviews before we started, he was like, hey, you say anything about PEDs or bring it up, I'll just hang up right then. Yeah. I had actually no intention of talking about it anyway at the time. Um, I was like, sure. Yeah, but it just, it was like, that was a big stipulation. And um, I mean, he is a bit more well-known in powerlifting. 
Um, and that's fine. Like I, I respect that some people can't talk about it because of the business that they're affiliated with or whatnot. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it, it is I, it's an image. Yeah, yeah and I definitely, you know, I have my business, but like, like I said, I've always done things very honestly, and people know that I run steroids. So, and if they want to judge me for it. That's that's a you thing, yeah. but I make my choice. I do it well. I'm not an idiot about it, and I don't go around pushing it on people. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a personal choice. And... Yep. And it doesn't make you any better than anyone else. It doesn't make me stronger than a natural lifter. Like that's that's another con misconception is oh you take steroids so you're gonna be stronger or you think you're better. Fuck no. Like, there, I, there's girls that are natural that, like, we see them. Like, Amanda Lawrence, Daniela Mello. Like, yeah, they're heavier than me, but, like, they compete in the IPF. Not to say that there aren't IPF athletes that get away with doing PEDs, but um, doing drugs does not make you better than a natural. No. Right. No, I, I'm not. If I could have kept getting stronger natural and not had to take it, then I would, but I wasn't. And there's a bunch of natural guys who are way stronger than me and younger than me. And yeah. I, I hate them a lot. <laughs> we all hate them. Hate them. <laughs> and then I, I still take gear. I'm still not as strong as them yet. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it doesn't make you any better than somebody that is natural. And it doesn't, you know, you don't walk around with this big head thinking that you're a whole. I should be stronger than you or I am stronger than you because I do drugs. It's like, well, no, it's not the case with everyone. Like if I took drugs and could all of a sudden be the strongest girl in my gym or like the strongest girl locally, that would be fucking cool. But that's not the case. I do it for me, just like you do it for you. And I like it. And I'm probably going to do it for the rest of my lifting career. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even after, I mean, same. And even uh, probably after my lifting career, because I mean, I'm 30, and uh, for guys, once you get past 27, your test numbers start to go down, yeah. and that sucks. And I don't want I don't just want it benefits that. you, particularly as a male. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah so even if I stop lifting competitively or having a career with it, like I probably will continue taking, you know, TRT, you know, tests yeah. and never get to that point because it feels feel better. So yeah, that's what it is. But, um, Christina, did, are you going to compete again anytime soon, or did that get re, like rescheduled again? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> well, it might. Who knows? <laughs> it's in um, Buffalo, New York. The showdown. Uh, the, oh, yeah. that's the meet. Um, my friends are going to be there. Josh and Caroline with Misfit are sponsors. Very cool. Yeah. So it doesn't get canceled. But... I hope it doesn't get canceled. Yeah, me too. When is it again, Christina? It's September, September isn't it? 26th. 26th? 26th. Yep. Okay, cool. Same weekend as yours, isn't it, Nicholas? Yeah, my, yeah, I compete the 27th in Portland. I'll be, mine's at Kabuki. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. You wanted to go out there for your last one. I got. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was supposed to be in May, and then they rescheduled it to that weekend. Oh, God, 2020. Uh, I know. <laughs> I just want the borders to not be closed anymore because coming down there is a huge pain in the ass. 
Mm. I have to quarantine when I come home. It's stupid. Yeah. But at least you get to come. That's cool. Yeah, I'll be down in Portland the, from the 9th to the 15th or the 16th. I can't remember. Yeah. So when's your next meet? Remember you said you were out? November, uh, November 7th and 8th. So it's the week before, mm -hmm. the weekend before the Kern. Okay. Um, and that's, it's competition up here. Um, it's a big uh military or like emergency workers event so we raise money for charity um and it all goes towards ptsd awareness that's badass so, so yeah i'm excited i'm like finally in a spot where like i feel confident enough to compete <laughs> yeah so yeah but you and you have she's had like such like an awesome like steady increase and she obviously is the one doing it so she didn't see it but as her friend since seeing her do that like she's had a really nice increase and she'll have a really good prep yay i hope so it'll be yeah. nice because like when i come down it'll be either my first or second week in wraps and i'll actually get to train with chris yeah. so it'll be nice to train with my coach i'm very excited for that oh totally so, having your coach there is definitely an advantage. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited. Are you still working with Rick? What? What? Who are you working with now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I work. With What's work. nice is like he can see everything. So then, like when he goes to program the next week, he like he remembers and he can change things or adjust things and yeah. whatever. And I, he can see. Things. Yeah, like, I love Rick. I really do. He's yeah, Rick, he knows how to program, like, that man, like, and I tell people that just sign up with him, like, or other people that are thinking, I was like, you don't, like, like just do it. coaches, and I know the difference, so it's like, man, you don't know what you have when you, when you find a really good coach, like, you want everybody to, to know yeah. and have a really good coaching experience, that's why, like, my biggest advice to new lifters is really, really look into the coach that you're considering, because, yeah, make a break you I, I i think rich is one of the most underrated um coaches in the sport like oh, everyone, Rick, yeah. scott everyone knows joe everyone knows jaffe and bridgeford um like you know the top really some of the top four coaches in the country but i yeah. feel rich is sorry rick rich rick is um honestly he's right up there with them because he he has like he comes across as such like an old school lifter dude. Yeah. And he has such say, the vast knowledge of both like gear lifting and raw. But then like he also I feel is very well up to up to date on you know new methods. Yeah. Yeah. Some, like really big like um he prepped Danny for his world record deadlift, Danny Grigsby. Yeah. And he prepped Adam into the current meet and he's gotten like you know, Kelsey had a world record deadlift and she's natty and she pulled close to 500 at her last meet. I'm like, what the fuck? She, he knows how to fucking program. And it's like, when I changed, when I switched to him, I had already been using PBs for a year and he added over a hundred something pounds to my total, which I didn't think was possible. Like yeah. in eight weeks, he added that much. I'm like, what the fuck? Like a lot of people don't realize it and he knows how to pick attempts. That's another big thing. Like at meets, like knowing your athletes and knowing how to pick the next attempt is everything. Yeah. I've got to I've got to be around him at meets 
and and then I and you know he had coached my ex and I had got to be there for that and I got to like be there and like we would like talk about things and just like talk about like, like you said about attempt selection about yeah. watching the other people and he has such like a very like calm observant demeanor with things and it was so much fun like I love just like like hang out with him and then he would just start talking to me about like what he's thinking kitty and uh is that momo no that's yoshi that's yoshi hi yoshi he's like freaking out because he hears voices yeah um but yeah he he just was he was a lifter's lifter coach and i i love picking his brain and i love going to ironmongers and seeing him and like that's if you and you ever get when you get to come down um amber like Ironmongers is one of the places where we go. It's Rick's gym where she goes. And it's you were supposed to come down and get wrapped and then your meat got fucking canceled. I know. I was pissed. Yeah. So I mean I still I still will come down. Like I still want to. Um oh once the once this isolation shit is over with and I don't have to hide in a basement for fucking ten days and I come home, I'll be coming down to the States a lot more frequently. Yeah, and I and I definitely want to come, uh, you know, be able to like come down and lift more, even just have like Rick wrap me, just because Rick wraps like a motherfucker. Yeah, he fucking, he knows how to wrap. Such a big dude. He's yeah, tall. we call him. I well, we we call him the Viking because he's so huge. I always look so small when he's spotting me for squats. I'm like, he makes everybody look small though. Like even if they're big, he's so tall on top of the back of his wide. He's just a monster <laughs> man. Like it's just yeah. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah, no, Rick, Rick is I, I feel uh, like you said, he's an undervalued, underrated coach in our sport. Um and he also that's puts on kept secret. And all of his clients tell him that that like he can't like take on too many people because Yeah. No, no, no. Like, yeah, if if you know, like if I ever for some reason like I love working with Scott and, and forever for some reason like he's too busy and like he like can no longer work with me and I want someone like closer to home then uh, I'd, I'd work with Rick. Like, oh totally. Yeah Scott's a great coach. Who coaches you Amber? I didn't hear. Uh, Chris Bridgeford. Oh so you're okay. Okay cool. Yeah we've all got really great coaches. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Chris is like the first um not to say that the coach I had last year wasn't legitimate. He like he got me to where I needed to be for the year. But Chris is more like, I mean, he's a he's an elite level powerlifter, and he and he works with elite level powerlifters, so he has that experience. So he's the first coach that I've had that has really pushed me past, I guess, limitations that I had, and makes me do things I hadn't done in the past. So I very much appreciate that, and I intend to stick with him moving forward so yeah that's everything like some coaches like being intermediate or advanced lifter you can't just lightly pick a coach because like coaches that don't have experience will not be able to program an advanced lifter and it's like where do you want to go you know where do you want to get to as a lifter and an athlete in the sport so picking your coach that is going to help you get there is going to make an immense difference so it's it's like like I said, Chris has those athletes, and at some point, I'd like to get 
I guess, kind of there. I don't know if I have it in me. Amber is the most annoyingly, like, overly, hum like, humble person. Yeah. I think it's her Canadian. It's annoying. <laughs> It's, awesome. like, it's like bitch can lift and she's smart and she like has that potential and she's like I don't know maybe I can't <laughs> I feel like so many strong lifters are like that like so many are like yeah. because Amber Christina's the same fucking way <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't think it's gonna be great and then okay well, we're always the hardest critics to ourselves aren't oh, we 100%. We're never good at my shit all the time. He's like, calm the fuck down. I'm like, you're doing just fine. <laughs> it's so Because in the gym, I'll complain and whine. And then, like, when I post shit, I'm like, this is amazing. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, really? <laughs> Great. Uh, I complain all the time. It's horrible. He feels awful. I'm too, like, I'm too polite. I get called too polite all the time. And then I feel annoying <laughs> because I, like, I'm so like, please and thank you. I'm sorry to bother you. And so very proper. It's pretty hilarious. And then Nicholas just bugs me for being Canadian. Because it's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never met a mean Canadian ever. Exactly. I've heard from her that they exist. And they so, do exist. Like, they do exist. I mean, obviously, while you were on the phone with the police, but like, I mean, for the most part, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, you know, I remember she like called me because she was, it was not about something else. Amber called me, she was upset about something and she vented and she was like, I'm sorry you had to hear that. And it wasn't bad. Like it was the most polite venting I've ever heard. And she's like, wow, I'm sorry, I got so ugly. I was like, you really didn't. <laughs> like you were just like, yeah, you're good. Aww. <laughs> and everyone says it every time like when we do like an interview or she becomes friends with like some of us here everyone's the same thing she's like oh my god amber is such a doll <laughs> oh my god like canadian babushka you just want to <laughs> big teddy bear oh so I'll be down at the beginning of September for a few days. I'm going to go see Chris and then maybe okay. December and then definitely in the new year. Like it'll, it'll be a frequent thing for sure. That's cool. I hope I get so, to I want to get as much time as I can with Chris and just like I have so many friends down there now. Like I was supposed to come down in April and uh, like, see Nicholas and see Chris at that time and then COVID ruined everything for everyone. Yeah. So I'm hoping that you know if they don't lift the stupid border restrictions within the next 21 days that by the new year they decide to do that so we can start traveling easier. Yeah. So because like I can fly there. I can fly to the States but you guys can't come here. Correct. Yeah, nobody likes it. We got no, Canadian, Canadians aren't very fond of the Americans right now. And I mean, fond of us right now. No, I don't think anybody. Is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not our, it's not our direct fucking fault. It's not your fault. No, uh, 
you're just suffering because one person is a loser. Yeah. I mean, there are people whose fault it is within the country. Yes. But ours as in, at least me. No, it's not your fault. So unfortunately, like I said, when I come back to Canada, I have to isolate right now. So it makes coming down on a frequent basis really hard. Mm. So I get that. But I mean, like you said, well, once it is able to, I plan to definitely drag her down and we'll definitely have to come down. Oh, speak of the devil. Chris is just programming for me right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sunday uh, program. But all right, you two, I'll let you go. Thank you so much again, Christina. Yes, thank you. Oh, thanks for the invite. It was fun. Good. I'm glad. And like, I hope. I really this do hope that. Like you asked me and then all of a sudden the day later you're like, we're going to record tomorrow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, because cause this one is busy now that she's back to work. Like Sunday is kind yeah. of the only thing that works. And so. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. yeah. I think I really hope that women particularly listen to this episode and actually gain something from it and aren't afraid to reach out to either you or I and if they have any other questions like I'll just throw that out there right now if you listen to this and you do have questions do not hesitate to send either of us a message yeah so we're both clearly very open about it and we just want to help uh inform people yeah yeah and and, and it's it's just that it's like you know you just want to give people the best information and so they can make a more informed decision if they so choose to do whatever they want with their lives. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, friends. Well, have a great rest of the Sunday. I love you both. Thank you. You as well. Okay. All right. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>